Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. So I have the uh, immense pleasure today of having a member of our Less Doing Leaders program on the podcast, which I get to do from time to time, and it's always a always a fun conversation. So, Mr. Ben Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, Ben is the president of Junior Rain, which is a youth ice hockey association uh, in Southern California, primarily. So let's let's start with a little bit of background about what you're doing before ice hockey, if there was anything before ice hockey. Well, uh, really, my whole life has been uh, in ice hockey uh, growing up and, and things and playing, playing sports in general and loving to do that. Um, I, but, I, but I also always, always coached and things and worked with youth, <clears throat> even, even as a young person, even as a teenager. All of my jobs actually growing up were always as a camp counselor or a learn to skate coach or uh, open gym supervisor and those kinds of things. And I went on and did... Uh, uh, bachelor's of physical health and education with kind of kinesiology uh, background at University of Toronto. I was playing collegiate ice hockey. I was playing uh, before that junior ice hockey and then some minor professionally uh, there. Um, and uh, my my life just kind of always followed that path uh, as I, I ended up coming out to California. I'm originally from Toronto, from Canada. Came out to California as a pro roller hockey player where there was a little a short boom of the sport in California and ended up staying out there. So I was supposed to be in California for three months. And now we're what, 13 years later, 14 years later, uh, I ended up uh, becoming a director of uh, for, a, for a, a hockey rink and their youth programs and, you know, went on to, to uh, take over my take over and found my own organization after that. So it's really been kind of a lifelong passion and purpose and calling for me. And so how did Junior Rain come about? What was the, the sort of need that you saw there that, that Junior Rain could fulfill? Well, yeah, it's it's been quite a story, uh, quite a journey for me. Um, like I said, initially I got into uh, coaching youth uh, after college and things, just because I loved I loved the sport and I just always connected with that. I didn't really know why I loved coaching youth so much. I thought it was just because I loved hockey and I wanted to continue doing that in my life, rather than just go you know get a a regular job or something like that. Uh, and then that journey kind of took me to down a down a unique path, as that. I found I always found that I always wanted to do something much bigger. I, I coached a couple of teams and I would do some things, but I wanted to have a much bigger impact. And I had the opportunity at, uh, at one point this this was uh, ten years ago now to take over uh, a small youth ice hockey organization. Um, and so I jumped at that chance. But that that really started my life as a as an entrepreneur and started that entrepreneurial journey where I wasn't just kind of doing my own thing. I was uh, overseeing an organization and other coaches. And I kind of went into a whole new world that I, I wasn't uh, used to or comfortable with. And I actually got exposed to kind of the dark side of what I, what youth sports can be and adult driven agendas and things. And it really uh, was kind of almost a breaking point for me, which, but which in the end was a blessing and got me in touch with, Hey, why did I get into this in the first place? Why do I like doing this? And this doesn't feel right. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. And if I if I'm going to do something like this, and I want to have a bigger impact and build something into something great and lasting, th- things have to be done differently. Um, and that really kind of led to a whole series of events from there. Just that soul searching moment of 
kind of changing the whole future and the direction uh, from from being just a, a small youth uh, ice hockey organization out of a facility to something that now is is in multiple facilities across Southern California. And now that I have a, a bigger opportunity, really on a national scale, to to influence other organizations and, and do some bigger work there as well. So you know, without getting in, I mean, because I I know that some of the the details of the dark side of the this, the coaching stuff that you mentioned could be very dark. But you know, at a high level, kind of like what what are some of the the general problems, you know, for somebody who doesn't have access to one of your programs or they're coaching, you know, their kids somewhere in like Peoria, Illinois, like what are some of the, the, the big plagues in the industry right now? Well, you know, something that I, so as I, as I try to get more clear about my purpose and, and what I, the impact I'm trying to have in, in youth sport is I like to say, I like to say that I, that we help young people unleash their own inherent greatness through, through the youth sport. And it's you know it it sounds big, um, but really sport provides a, just a tremendous opportunity and platform to have massive impact in kids' lives and families' lives, and then change their really their future path for the rest of their lives and and changing the world around them. And I think um, and I've seen that firsthand so many times with kids who have no confidence or or don't believe in themselves or 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 don't really know where they fit in socially and things and just have amazing results but i've also seen the other side of it and then unfortunately um it's it's too easy for uh sports has been around for a long time and it sometimes can be forgotten of what hey what is the is the root purpose of this and why are we putting kids into sport and what are we trying to accomplish and, and it becomes too closely aligned with just being you know when you're being fans of professional sport for example uh you applying those same principles to youth sport and that it, and then it becomes adult centered instead of instead of child or athlete centered. And so what happens is is a series of other unintentional consequences. People that are not trying to do harm to kids, but they're designing a whole system around around the adults' needs and desires and egos and agendas and things like that. And what happens is the kids who are supposed to be the center of it fall to the back to the background, and kids don't generally speak up, you know, for themselves and, and are able to change the structures around them, and they almost become a kind of a victim of that system. And, you know, now the, the, the stats are clear that, you know, by the age of 13 or 14, 75 to 80% of kids are quitting youth sport, all organized youth sport altogether. And a lot of them don't even uh, have interest in being involved in the physical activity and sport for the rest of their life, which is really kind of where the, where the biggest benefits come from. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty massive drop off, right? Uh, and how do you see this uh, in terms of the kids that go through these kinds of programs because you know, on the one hand you have kids who maybe they really do want to be uh, an athlete as a career, but others, uh, I think a lot of people who've played sports or who are great leaders or business owners, they, they, a lot of them point to the coaching or the experience that they had as that as, as part of it, the, the positive ones at least. Right. So, yeah. So how do you see this uh, changing the lives of the kids that you're working with? Yeah, and that's 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 I think the biggest misconception. People think it's either or it's one or the other. So you know, first of all, the 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 biggest reality that any of adults who are uh, any adult that find themselves in a position of leadership in youth sport has a tremendous responsibility because they're not they're doing something that impacts kids, and th those kids are not you know they're they're not decision makers. They can't oftentimes decide their own environments. So you have a tremendous responsibility to provide and you know a growth opportunity for them. And people often think that you have to either, you know, if you really want to be serious and help kids be an elite athlete, a professional or something, you got to have an approach this way. And what it does is it ends up 
uh, it ends up compromising the rest of uh, ends up compromising the rest of the athletes because they're trying to pursue a you know some elite path for a select few and then discarding the rest of them. When the reality is is that if you focus on the bigger picture, to your point of of if to if your mission is to develop leaders and amazing people that that can be business owners and uh, firefighters and lawyers and doctors and these types of things that those actual same principles of developing great people and great character and great experiences through sport will actually also be the best ways to develop the elite athletes and the professionals uh, down the road as well and and people think that 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 focusing on kind of the the holistic long-term approach for everybody uh, kind of risks that elite track. And it's, it's, it's probably the biggest misconception there is in e-sport programming. Yeah, I'm sure. And so at, for you, as somebody who's growing this business, creating this business, uh, you know, there's a, there's other businesses like this, and I don't mean in terms of like youth sports or things like that, but there's other businesses where there's an, there's a, um, evangelical element to the work that you do, right. You have to sort of understand, like get people on board with that. You're not just providing a tangible result. There's something intangible and hopefully something transformational that comes across here. So how does that you know, impact the way that you grow the business? Yeah. So um, the messaging is really important of, of, of saying who you are and uh, being completely confident with it. I think um, it, with any business, right, I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make and what this, like I said, this applies to a business, whether you're a, a you know, true, a business, a facility owner or a youth sport club owner or, or a, you know, a, a foundation or a nonprofit board, youth sport board is being clear and being clear and confident with who you are and what your, what your purpose is versus just trying to please everybody um, or, or appeal to everybody. And uh, what I found is that if you really get to the heart and you're clear about it, the vast majority of people who put their kids into sport want something that's great for their kid. They, they're well-intentioned. They want their kid to, to be successful. They want their kid to grow and learn. They want their kid to get those benefits. And if you really speak to the heart of the, if you get kind of deep to the heart of that versus kind of just focusing on the, the surface level things like maybe someone wants to win a, you know, to win a trophy or they, they want their kid to be the best player out there so they can, you know, feel, feel good and things like that. If you, if you get deeper than that and you're willing to challenge the other surface things that don't get the, the long-term result that, um, that, that people are really looking for. If you really do some soul searching on it, um, I think, uh, I think that that, that goes a long way. And so what we've started, what we've tried, what we've tried to do since we really changed the whole way we're doing things, uh, four or five years ago was just be really upfront with, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we're about so that people are coming into it, uh, with that expectation and understanding. And we can, we can hold strong to what our purpose is and not get swayed in, in different directions. So then what, I mean, that, and that's, that's a, it's no small task, obviously, but so what is the, for you and, and, you know, granted, I, I know some of this because we work together, but what is the biggest challenge for you in the business at this point? Well, uh, I think it, it is, it is that, that kind of countercultural educational piece of, of, of getting people to go, getting people to take the time with us, to go deeper to what are they trying to get out of this long term, right? This is a society. It's a society which technology and things have provided, and, and your program in general, right? There's a lot of amazing advantages to being able to get what you want right now, immediately. 
And uh, when we're talking about kids and their athletic development and really just their overall development, um, it's a long-term, it's a long-term uh, approach, right? It's, it's a long-term benefit of what, what are we going to get at the end of this? What kind of person is my child going to become? What kind of athlete are they going to become? And the other part is there's so much, there's, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, 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 a desire to kind of manipulate the situation. And you, you know, you want your kid to be successful so badly that you're trying to protect them from all the different variables and you're trying to kind of force this path. And I often say that, you know, uh, developing an athlete and developing a child is it's not like constructing a building, right? People think approach it almost as constructing a building. They think that if they just go harder and faster and they just, they, they, they can do it themselves and they can kind of build something themselves. It's much more like growing a tree, right? You, the, 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 the greatness is already inside the seed of the tree. You can't, there's nothing you can do to make that grow faster. You, you're, you're trying to create the right environment and you're nurturing it and you're guiding it to help that grow. But you can't just go harder at it every day. You're going to kill, kill the tree if you just start watering and watering and watering. So getting people to take a step back and say, hey, this is, this is about my, my child's long-term growth and what, what do I want for them? And, and even what I want for them, it's not that I want them to be a professional hockey player and make a million dollars or I want them to be the best players. I, what do I want for them to be able to decide for themselves? And it's, it's a, I mean, it, as we even talk about it, right, it seems it's a very kind of high level kind of, uh, you know, a soft, more softer type conversation is more of a philosophical conversation. And it's not something that tomorrow or now you can sign up for a program and now get that result. It's something that you have to see and work towards as a as a partnership with a with an organization that you're with that's aligned in those values and really be patient and being willing to kind of go through the ups and the downs of that knowing that you're staying on that path versus getting caught up in the reactive trying to make something happen for for a child and that's that's the biggest challenge like i said in this day and age in the society is getting people to really understand and buy into that long-term vision for their kid now, and, and in knowing you, you know, you are very philosophical and very heady about what you're doing. And again, it is, it's a big mission. How do you sort of spread that effectively throughout the culture of uh, clearly the kids that you're working with, but more the, the team members that you bring on and the coaches that you do work with? Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is what I found is the more the more outward and clear I've been about what we are what we are wanting to do, uh, the the better people we've attracted and, and, and oftentimes we repel the right people as well. So when we kind of went through a transformation as far as how we do things, we became a, a model association by USA Hockey. So USA Hockey named us one of the 21 model associations across the United States for a commitment to long-term athlete development principles. We, we, we had to, to even, even to be named as that, we had to do a lot of things that are are different uh, in the way that we train our athletes and the way that we structure our programs and things. So, so two things there is to answer your question is number one, be very outward about the purpose and the mission. And that's developed, that's attracted people, coaches and staff members, and even volunteers that are passionate about the same thing that see the same thing problems and that want the same things for their kids to love sport, to love uh, athletics, to strive for something, to learn life lessons, to learn how to work through adversity and to be leaders in society and in sport. And those attractive people to us have been very passionate uh, versus in the past we had people that just wanted to coach or whatever, but they weren't really attached to, to a bigger mission and really passionate about that. And what we found is when people are that way, uh, then as you as you go along through the natural ups and downs and things, they're much more 
uh, anchored to that to that bigger mission. And then, but then at the same time, to your point, I, I speak philosophically a lot. We have to bring it down to the ground and 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 make it specific and understandable for people as well. And that's where the sports science and things comes into play. And we really. Uh, do our best to really make things clear. We've developed a curriculum for all of our age groups, for example, that where people can understand the science of this is how many training sessions per week, and this is what we're doing, and these are how we're measuring it, and those types of things to truly try to help people along that path uh, towards the big picture. So what are, this is usually the last question that I always like to ask is, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? You can interpret that however you like. Sure. Sure. Well, I, I was thinking about this actually because uh, <laughs> because uh, you know we, obviously we're part of your your leaders program, which is excellent. Which is you know that's a, maybe a whole another conversation is is some of the the philosophies that we've applied to our our own organization. So maybe I could take this in two directions. There's one advice that I'd have for the parents, and it's certainly it's certainly a less doing principle to do something. Right. I, I forget where the quote comes from. Right. There, there's two ways to do things, to do it right or to do it again. Right. And uh, I've seen mm-hmm. uh, when people get stuck in the wrong, chasing the wrong things with their kid, it is exhausting. And the amount of wasted time and traveling and running around trying to find the right thing that you can't seem to find is just the toll that that can take on families and their own careers and their own work lives and things can be tremendous. Um, and so the my, my biggest advice for, for parents is is number one is, is that it's got to be it's got to be the kids uh, the kids experience and their own ownership and it's got to be what they want out of it um, because I've seen a lot of people invest so much into trying to create something for their kid and at a young age they will do it because you told them to and you're bringing them there but by the time and, and they invest countless amounts of money and time and effort and things and then by the time their kid is teenager and they start making their can make their own decisions they're out they're just they're done because it was never theirs to begin with it was their parents goals and not their goals or their coach's goals or someone else's goals and now there's this disconnect now because the the parents are feel they've invested so much and they're uh, upset towards their child who's kind of thrown it away but they don't want to do that anymore because it's not their thing so we have to find a way to make it theirs and so at the young ages it's about exposing them to the right environment where something where they can fall in love with it so if you want them to 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 have some kind of future in sport to provide an environment where they're going to fall in love with it and then take ownership over themselves and then talk to them about their own goals and things as you go along so that you can help them pursue their goals. And that's going to lead to a a lasting, healthy relationship with sport and and a lot less chasing other things if you're following their own goals and passions. Um, And then number two is, is focusing on that holistic kind of bigger picture of what you're getting from youth sport and not getting caught in you know, running here and running there and, and focusing on what, I'm, what are we trying to get out of this long term for my child. Uh, and number three would be to just really carefully and intentionally select that environment. Don't just kind of uh, trust every youth sport environment and just kind of randomly go from one thing to the next. Really investigate it, understand what your child's goals are, what kind of long-term bigger picture effect you want for them, and then find out who the people are, the leaders and things that are that are uh, in charge of that environment and if it's the right environment for, for you and your child. And that will save you tremendous amounts of time and, uh, and effort uh, over and stress over the years with your, with your child in, in, in youth sport. Okay. Well, those are, those are awesome. And I do, I really see those as widely applicable to lots of businesses. That's why I, I, I really, I was really excited to have, this is sort of a different kind of conversation, but in my opinion, this is 
super applicable to the way that people are building their businesses and the way that they are treating their customers and inculcating culture and all those kinds of things. But since you brought it up uh, about less doing and the leaders program, let's talk about how some of that has really been able to make it so that you can do more of what you do so well. For sure. And I'm actually something I'm really excited about because um, since the success that we've had uh, with, with our organization, um, you know, after becoming named a model association and the way that we apply it and things, actually, I've been invited to speak around the country at a lot of different events. I've spoken at USA Hockey uh, National Congress. I spoke at the U.S. Uh, LaxCon. It's the U.S. Uh, uh, Lacrosse Annual Summit, um, Rush Soccer uh, Annual Summit. So some of these things, and I've, I've talked to them about more of our, about our programming, how we've changed things and how we've changed the culture of our organization. Um, and, 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 and people have been excited about and have helped a lot of other youth organizations and how to kind of construct their culture that way. Now what I'm excited about is it, it, that's been very philosophical based and a lot of them have called me afterwards and things and I've, I've always uh, been excited to help them with, with, with changing the culture and the programming for their own organization. But there's a lot of little things that when they actually have to do it, can be very challenging. And that's where some of the things that we've learned in the less doing program to, to do things much more efficiently and use a technology and automate things can really help these organizations because some of the biggest things you always talk about, Ari, is, is communication is number one. And some of the things we've been able to implement both externally and internally are, are, can really be a game changer. And oftentimes youth organizations have a limited amount of resources and people and things like that. So just to give you some very specific examples, um, you know, using Voxer, and I know you, you've interviewed the founder on your on your podcast, using Voxer, which is like that, you know, the, the, the walkie-talkie type thing internally. All of our coaches and our staff team, we have uh, we have daily uh, daily check-ins, but we also have uh, different channels where they give uh, reports of games and uh, of certain things that are happening. So we we stay in touch so we know what's happening with the teams and with the athletes about how things are going um, really just quickly and efficiently. So a coach can just, you know, finish a game, tap to talk and and ha- provide an update versus in the past, we would try to have them write up game reports or things like that. And then, of course, they get busy and and, and then people got to go read them and, you know, all these things. And so it was just inefficient. Um, other other things like the con- your content machine and, and and things like that to actually get the message out there to the world to to help people see what we're doing and to help them also be educated about how they can help their help their child and things as well uh, tremendous tremendous uh, differences there and then even internally like with data and things so uh, you suggested an Airtable for us where we can actually track notes on every player and uh, goal meetings and things about them so that as as a whole organization. We, we actually can look at like the status and the growth and the history of each player internally very quickly from our phones or from anywhere. So we can really help serve the athlete and their goals because we have these, these channels of communication that we can all, all like collaborate and look at and help the athletes the most. And it's just, it's, it's a game changer for, for our youth organization. Well, thank you very much. And it's been uh, wonderful working with you all this time now. Uh, so uh, ben, where can people find out more about Junior Brain and maybe even, you know, learning about bringing what you do to their own youth hockey or sports associations? Great. So uh, Junior Rain is it's juniorrain.com, J-R-R-E-I-G-N.com. And that's where actually the youth program for professional uh, team Ontario Rain, which is the minor league team for the LA Los Angeles Kings in the NHL. So juniorrain.com. And then uh, I'm on social media. Uh, it's Coach Ben Frank on uh, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, and uh, uh, 
with your uh, help and processes, Ari should be. I'll be launching a podcast very soon uh, called Sport Transformers. I'll have that stuff on my uh, on my social media, and that's where I'm going to talk kind of deeper about the different people and roles that that can help transform uh, sport and transform people and experiences through sport. The coaches, the leaders, especially, uh, and the and the athletes and parents as well. So that'll be launched on my social media, Coach Ben Frank, and uh, you can find uh, find information and contact me right directly through there. Well, as you know, I cannot wait for that podcast to come out. So, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and have a great day. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way, they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.